With your latest news, I'm April Cummings. Police confirm a 67-year-old American man is the latest water-related death in the islands. Just after 3.15 p.m. Friday, officers responded to a report of a person in distress at an address on West Bay Road across from Earth Close. The man lost consciousness while snorkeling, was brought back to the shore, and then people on scene administered CPR until the emergency services crew arrived. He was transported to the Cayman Islands Hospital via ambulance, where he was subsequently pronounced dead. His identity has not yet been released. Premier and Minister for Sustainability and Climate Resiliency, the Honorable Wayne Panton, heads off-island on official government business. Radio Cayman's Felicia Rankin-Solens reports. The Premier is in Barbados, invited by Prime Minister and Minister of Finance, the Honorable Mia Motley, to participate in the Caribbean Financial Access Roundtable today. The roundtable is co-hosted by the Barbados government and Representative Maxine Waters, chair of the U.S. House of Representatives Financial Services Committee. Also attending with Premier Panton is Mr. Alfred Twinboa, Senior Policy Advisor for Ministry of Financial Services and Commerce. Premier Panton is joining a number of other Caribbean heads of state to discuss matters such as de-risking and correspondent banking, the scope and impact of European Union listing initiatives, and actions to address the changing international standards to combat money laundering and terrorist financing. Senior representatives of American and Canadian banks, CARICOM, heads of government, the CARICOM and Organization of Eastern Caribbean States Secretaries General, and the president of the Caribbean Development Bank are also in attendance. For Radio Cayman News, I'm Felicia Rankin-Zollins. Deputy Premier and Minister for Labor, the Honorable Chris Saunders, will serve as acting premier while the premier is off-island. Public Health releases today's COVID figures, 55 positives reported for COVID on the 18th and 86 on the 19th. The 18th, of course, was a public holiday. There are 733 estimated active cases of COVID-19 in the islands. Two patients are currently hospitalized for COVID-related causes. Both are unvaccinated. Public Health says the seven-day rolling average for the 20th of April is 56. The sister islands reported two new cases of COVID. When it comes to our schools, the COVID pandemic certainly triggered upgrades in technology, knowledge, tools, and access. But Department of Education Services Director Mark Ray says it also highlighted another need. One of the big challenges we had once we went into lockdown, of course, was how do we continue to engage students in their learning? And the the other big thing that popped up almost immediately after that was recognizing that uh, their emotional and mental well-being is, is so critical and important and, and how families are dealing with that. And not just families of students, but certainly our teachers and their families as well. Mr. Ray says with all of the additional pressures that have come with COVID, he is very proud of the education community and says as we look at the tangible resources and systems to support educators, we must not forget the less tangible aspects that are equally and sometimes even more important. What we need to really look at is prioritizing the mental and emotional wellness of our students and our teachers while still making sure that we are able to deliver the instruction that we are required to deliver. So those those things operating in balance and prayerfully, we are rid of, of a lot of the, the, the COVID challenges that we've had uh, this year. So when we start the new year, those will be the things that we really have to focus on, making sure people are well, that they're healed, really from what they would have gone through. Department of Education Services Director Mark Ray. School inspectors returning to local institutions this term after a break due to COVID head to West End Primary to touch base with staff on how they and students are faring in the midst of the pandemic. Radio Cayman's Carsley Fuller takes a closer look. 
The visit took place on March 16th, with inspectors finding no significant concerns. All students had masks. However, inspectors noted that they were not always worn correctly, and not all staff were vigilant in prompting students to correct this. With regards to mealtimes, each class was at a separate table, but there was no system in place to physically distance students. Therefore, they were interacting with each other in very close proximity without wearing masks. The school had an absent student protocol, which was followed to ensure that contact was made with parents to check on students' well-being. Arrangements for access to online learning were also confirmed if students were well enough to participate. Sessions with specialist services were arranged remotely when needed, and the West End primary pastoral team reported that parents were often able to participate in remote sessions when in isolation, improving student engagement. The special needs coordinator and educational psychologist worked to identify and support students with learning and emotional needs. It was reported that most students made progress during the pandemic. Staff expressed that more progress was evident during online learning with students who had parents who were also engaged. Some staff reported feeling, quote, overwhelmed and disheartened by the pace at which change was introduced at the school, reporting that they felt that their well-being was put at the cost of rapid introduction of initiatives, and they were therefore not able to fully be effective in their jobs. Senior leaders reported that staff who were absent due to COVID, who were well enough to teach from home, were asked to do so. However, some West End primary staff reported that they were sometimes expected to teach even if they weren't well enough, or when their responsibilities in their home environment, such as caring for other family members in isolation, were not conducive to do so. Some COVID-19 practices implemented that are expected to be continued going forward include hand washing, remote learning, and utilizing online platforms for parent meetings. Reporting for Radio K-Man News. I'm Carsley Fuller. You can find the letter online at oes.gov.ky. Hazard Management Cayman Islands will be conducting a national emergency notification test tomorrow. This test will involve a soft, relatively low-tone, audible alert as part of our monthly initiative just to ensure that the systems are working. Brian Codling from Hazard Management Cayman Islands says if you've downloaded the ad hoc app, you should receive the alert at 11 a.m. tomorrow morning. If you haven't downloaded it already... We'd like to encourage persons to sign up for the app by visiting www.nens.gov.ky. The app is part of HMCI efforts to reach people more quickly in the event of an emergency. A special reef lecture tomorrow night will feature more information about a 257,000 euro grant from the European Union to the Central Caribbean Marine Institute. For this project, we're looking at the ability of corals to tolerate differences in temperature. The goal being that we want to know if individuals from our nursery have the capacity to tolerate differences in ocean warming. So does one individual have the ability to live under higher temperatures than another individual? Project lead Dr. Gretchen Goodbody-Gringley says investing in coral restoration is paramount for small island developing states that are reliant on healthy reefs for protection, sustenance, and economic stability. The project will also support the wild coral reef ecosystems in Little Cayman, a Mission Blue Hope spot at a time when the need for marine protection is paramount. Resimbit supports sustainable human development efforts in 12 Caribbean overseas countries and territories to register for tomorrow evening's reef lecture on climate climate change and the decline of the world's coral reefs, head to reefresearch.org. The National Trust for the Cayman Islands wrapped up its one-day conference this week with a youth panel. When I opened one of the, the, the books uh, for the National Trust on the first page, you'll see a, a green lizard. I think years ago, you can, you'd open your door and you'll see those things running around. You don't even see them anymore. Um, and uh, I showed it to my sister one time. And she was like, what is that? She had no idea what it was. Um, so there's so many things. I, I think from a natural perspective, 
we were losing that as well, and that those are things that we do have to preserve. That's Brody Thomas, the founder of K-Ocean Cleanup, a data and tech-driven company with a focus of developing systems to remove plastic from the ocean with a prime mission of tackling ocean plastic pollution within the Caribbean. Brody was part of the panel comprised of young people both on island and studying abroad, examining a number of issues and ideas, among them embracing our culture. Here's Ellie McRae. You have to really be an active participant in the culture here. Um, Cayman is a small place and we are so close to America, Jamaica, these other cultures that are, you know, can be quite overpowering. Caymanian culture is a little more low-key, a little less assuming. Um, so it's really, as I think young people, our responsibility to just like participate in these um, traditions that we have. I think like coming out of Easter weekend is always a great reminder of all of the amazing traditions that we have here in Cayman, like camping on the beach and things like that. Um, it's so easy to get wrapped up in, I don't know, like social media and, you know, keeping up with the Joneses and whatnot. I think it's just important for, you know, young people to remember our roots, where we came from, slow it down, go to the beach and eat a mango in the ocean. <laughs> Good advice indeed. That is your latest local news from Radio Cayman's Newsroom. I'm April Cummings. With your latest local sports, I'm Carsley Fuller. The 2022 Carifta Swimming Championships continued Tuesday with Team K-Man surpassing its all-time medal count. At the end of day four of competition, K-Man's medal count stood at 57. Kyra Rabess, Jillian Crooks, Leela Higo, and Coco McGrath led Team K-Man Tuesday evening on the last night of the 35th Annual Carifta Swimming Championships. A night after her spectacular closing sprint to claim a silver medal in the 200-meter butterfly, Rabess led from the start in the 400-meter freestyle to edge teammate and silver medalist Harper Bowerman. Sophia Bonatti placed fifth, while her brothers Stefano and Riley Watson took sixth place in their age group finals. Jillian Crooks and Lila Higo earned gold medals for the third time in four nights in the backstroke, this time in the 200-meter event. Crooks, the top points winner in the 15- to 17-year-old age group, also won gold in the 100-meter free. Higo, the top point scorer in the 13-14 to 14 girls division, broke the Carifta record in the 200-meter back, her third during the meet. She also added silver to her medal haul in the 100-meter free. Luke Higo and Watson collected silver in their 200-meter backstroke events, while James Allison placed fifth, Ava Oldfield seventh in the 50-meter free finals. Coco McGrath swept the gold in each breaststroke event this week, winning the 100-meter final, while Azania Osborne finished fourth. Dominic Hilton took fourth, Caitlin Sullivan fifth, and Brianna Fischetti sixth in their 100-meter races. Came in into the evening and the pool swimming competition by taking bronze medals in the girls 11 to 12 and 15 to 17 year old four by 50 meter freestyle relays. Today's competition featured open water events. Kyra Rabess wrapped up her Carifta career with a satisfying splash, speaking with Power 8 and Dasani sports reporter Rico Moore after winning the 15 to 17 girls 400 meter long course freestyle event. Tell me how you feel about winning this splashy moment at the Aquatic Center in Barbados. Um, I feel really happy about like me winning this event and overall considering this is my last Carifta. So it's gonna be it's been a really fun time. Rebess was asked to pass down some words of wisdom to the next generation of K-Man swimmers. To be honest, especially for a girl, the older you get, the harder it's gonna be. But all I really have to say is to put in effort. You gotta make every practice, you gotta make every practice hurt. Eventually you will you will get faster, you will get better. So it really is all just commitment and staying strong during practice, even though it's gonna get really hard. You gotta be really mentally tough. All you have to do is really try, 
being part of this, being a part of the team, it's great fun. That's really all Crypt is about. It's about the experience, it's about the team. It's one of the best events that I've ever been to. The opposition takes the opportunity to congratulate big wins by K-Man over the Easter weekend. MP David Wright. On behalf of the progressives, I would like to offer massive congratulations to our two Corifta teams, the Cayman Corifta track and field team in Jamaica and the Cayman Corifta swimming team in Barbados. Andrew Stone won the gold medal in the long jump and the silver medal in the high jump. Our under 17 men's relay, four by 100 meter, took the bronze medal. Cayman had a good weekend for sports as our Cayman cricket team beat Bahamas 5-0 to win the Derek White Irvin Taylor Memorial Trophy. And in other news, a new basketball tournament is announced for youth basketball players. Radio Command's April Cummings reports. The FTS Youth Basketball Championship is scheduled for May 7th to June 30th at the Ark in Kamana Bay. Featuring six teams of under 18 boy players, the tournament is organized by local consulting firm FTS. Local basketball coach and head of Eagle Sports Academy, Ed Pellarosa, is serving as technical advisor to the tournament. Coach Ed is the current men's national basketball team coach. There will be three games played each Saturday, followed by semifinals, and then finals played over a three-game series. FTS is providing uniforms for the youth teams, and the Cayman Islands Basketball Association will organize the officiating for the tournament. You can find out more by visiting caymanyouthbasketball.ky. April Cummings for Radio Cayman Sports. At your latest local sports, I'm Carsley Fuller.